twohomos.com. It's not a porn site. We just like the name. It's interesting you know, when I look at your family versus my family, you know, the difference. My family is like a touchy-feely type sort of family, and your family is like analytical, loving and stuff, but I don't see people giving someone hugs and a kiss. I mean, I constantly do that with my mom and dad. Yeah, your family is a little bit like, yeah, touchy-feely. I think that's a good, good way to put it. And they're that way with my friends, too. I mean, they, they love my friends, and, and I appreciate that. Yeah, um, nothing wrong with that. I like your family. Well, that's good, because yeah. you live in California with us. It's, they're my in-laws. It makes it work out pretty well. It helps. So with this mindset is that, like, if someone is sick or someone needs help, you know, my family will grab the wagons and circle it and protect them, which is something that's been going on since I've been sick. And that's why my mom's been, you know, my little chauffeur and, and you know, taking me different places and even my dad chewed someone's ass and had them scared and they got the medicine they're like oh you get the medicine in three days i got it the next day and it was like fedex or something yeah right and mr fedex came and delivered it to your house personally yes you know whoever the ceo was he was on the door because like my dad like was gonna blow a gasket and with that mindset you know i've been sick i haven't been able to do a lot of things and because i haven't been able to do the things that i like or that i normally do because i just haven't been able to now I'm like all neurotic and I like to control things and I've always liked to, like to control things. Yeah, I was going to say, when did this change? This, this isn't new. Yeah, but like I've been sick so I haven't been able to control a lot of things. So, you know, at times, you know, I think I'm helping Virginia and, and that where, that's where my mindset is and that's why, you know, I make decisions which is driving her up the wall. With that being said, Virginia had a, a doctor's appointment that she had to go to. Yeah, now let me explain about my whole doctor's appointment thing. I, a few years ago, I decided, oh, more than a few years ago, because you were worried because I was getting older. Not not way old, but you were just like, I you was know, worried because you weren't getting your checkups I wasn't taking care of myself the way I should have, because I felt healthy. I felt good, so how could I be sick? So I decided I'm going to start a new leaf. This is my new thing. I'm going to schedule all my doctor's appointments, my regular checkups. I had my physical done. I started scheduling regular gynecologist appointments. Dentist appointments. You got to take care of that hoo-hoo. I started doing dentist appointments. I doing my mammograms, you know, and so I went to dermatologist to have some things checked out, you know, some moles checked out. And I, you know, I got to tell you, so now I feel like, I feel like, you know, when I was a kid, I had hobbies, like maybe you went to drama class or maybe you were part of the math club. Okay, well, maybe not you. Well, I wasn't, but I'm saying some kids or they had like soccer practice. I feel like my doctor's appointments are my new hobby. Softball. But I feel like my doctor's appointments are my new hobby now. See, they're your hobbies and they're my friends. Because I walk in, they're like, hey, Roxanne. And like, they know all my shit. So you go there for social kinds of things. Oh, it's it's totally a social thing. My goal is when I go to the doctor's appointment is to see if I can get my doctor to laugh. Wow. And that kept me in a good mood. And the same thing with the nurses. And, you know, like, you know, okay, here goes, here comes that crazy girl that makes us laugh. Wow. That's so not on my agenda at all when I see doctors. So anyway, so I go and, you know, I have these, these moles checked out and I feel like every doctor's appointment turns into like four or five appointments. So I went once, have them check it out. They're like, okay, yeah, we're going to remove some things. We're going to remove some moles because I'm fair skinned. And I was like, good, you know, do that. That's fine. And then they were going to have them checked out. So I went to that appointment. They cut the things out. I lost a couple of pounds by the time I came out, you know, because they took it all off. And then, you know, a couple of weeks later, I had to follow up and see what the test results were. And they told me, well, there's one area we want to, we want to like, you know, cut it out a little further because you never know. They didn't say it was anything bad. They said, but it was one of those things they Maybe didn't Maybe they know. thought it was like a porno movie and they wanted to do like deep and hard and quick on you. Yeah, that's what it's going to be called is deep and hard and quick. I'm pretty sure they had video cameras. So Sexy. I get ready for my appointment, you know, and I'm, 
Yeah, I'm, I'm telling various people all the things. Well, first of all, I get a letter in the mail, a Xerox letter that says, you know, here's your pre-op things you have to do. You know, and two weeks before, it's like you can't take any aspirin, any ibuprofen, anything like that. Well, you had you had me concerned because she calls me and she goes, oh, yeah, I have to have surgery. And I'm like, surgery? What do you mean surgery? And then she goes, oh, yeah, the test results. And then, you know, she didn't remember what it was or maybe I don't remember what she told me. It, it could be the, the latter one of that. Well, let me tell you what it was. When I called the, the nurse and she's like, oh yeah, it's a blabbity blabbity blabbity. Yeah, do that's have, what I heard. Do, do you have any questions? And I'm like, uh, yeah, what the fuck is that? And what, what the fuck does that mean? Well, you know, all I know is that they're saying that you're going to have to have surgery. And then once again, my family and the way that we react, you know, we get the wagon and it covers our family. And, you know, you don't fuck with my family because, you know, that, that it would be a bad day for you. And since I've been sick and I'm thinking, you know what? You know, if she's going to get, they're going to give her drugs and she's going to be wobbly and she's not going to be good for driving. And I thought, and this is my mindset and my communication skills totally sucked with her because she didn't hear it. She heard something completely different, which is what she'll tell you shortly. So I said, you know what, because I'm, I'm wobbly, so I don't want to drive. I don't want to endanger other people. What you could do, because the doctor's appointment is in Thousand Oaks, which is really close to where my parents live. Stop there. We could leave your car there. Mom and I will go to the doctor's appointment because I want to be supportive and loving of her when she's going through that because she's tough and she's used to doing things on her own. I think it's like the Brooklyn part. It's like, hey, I got it, you know, type deal. And she's like, you know, all tough and shit on different appointments. And, you know, once I said, you know, they're injecting her with stuff, you know, is she going to be high and stoned or is she going to be slow reaction? And I thought, you know, we could let her relax and then we'll go home. And that was what I was offering. And I wanted my mom to drive. So I said, you know, Virginia, just, you know, take the car, come to my mom's house and then, you know, We'll go, and I was going to have my mom, you know, mom will drive you to the, to the place that she's going to have the surgery, which I'm thinking I'm going with her, and I didn't want her to drive. I wanted to make sure she was okay to drive home so she comes home safely. I mean, if she dies, you know, at least am I, like, in some sort of work, you know, will that I get some money if you die? Yeah, yeah, you're on all my health insurance and life insurance, and I get extra life insurance so that if I die or I'm accidentally dismembered, yeah, you're covered. But what I heard was, well, I'm going to go to your mother's house. We're going to caravan, pack up all the dogs in the car. Danny's going to. We're going to go to the doctor's. On the way back, we're going to stop at the hometown buffet or some restaurant, have a big meal. Then we're going to go back to your parents' house, hang out for a while, watch some TV. And then I finally get to come home. And I was like, you know what? No, I just want to go. I want to do this thing and get out. Well, I also offered one other thing is because you were going to have the surgery and because the doctors are my friends, I wanted to do the surgery because I saw it the first one was, so I know what the hole's supposed to look like, so I'm confident that I can do that. And I would let him assist me because yeah. I've been to so many doctors and dealt with so many different nurses that I think I have a medical degree at this point. Yeah, and I feel real comfortable with that whole situation. So I'm talking to my dad this weekend. I'm telling him, oh, yeah, you know, and they got to cut this mole out. It's not, you know, they don't think it's precancerous or anything, but they just don't want to take any chances. And he's like, oh, you know, now that you started doing that, it's going to be a yearly thing. Oh, because, you know, all the... He thought you had cancer then? No, because no, no. He just thought yearly? you're going to have to go every year to have these things removed because he said, oh, you know, fuck. when we were kids, we were out in the sun a lot. And who knew? Because it was back, you know, back in the 70s, and that was when people would use like baby oil and cover themselves because you know Crisco just didn't seem right to put all over your skin while you're out there frying in the sun and then remember they used to have these like aluminum foil reflectors because oh, yeah. that people I, I would, seen that on, on TV I've yeah people would either. hold these things up against their face
face and their skin because, you know, for God's sakes, laying directly out in the sun, you know, covered in Crisco or baby oil was not enough. You wanted to make sure you were in a frying pan and directing even more sunlight to yourself. So that's why all these people are having things removed in melanoma and everything. So now my dad's got me all scared, like, oh yeah, you're gonna have to go every year. And then the second thing he tells me is, oh yeah, well you better be careful driving home because every time you step on the brakes, you're gonna feel it pulling. So now I'm all worried because I'm gonna have to go home and rush hour traffic stop on and the go. 101, stop and go for like an hour and a half probably. So that, that, that was the way I went in there thinking that. So I go in there at today and it was all good. They took me very quickly. I didn't have to wait or anything. And when we get in the room, the doctor's telling me like, oh, okay, so did they tell you, you know, what the deal was with your thing we're going to do today? And I said, yeah, I think You're they gonna said- You're going to cut a hole in my back? Yeah, I think they said a blah, blah, blah. And he looks at me and he looks at the chart and he goes, no, it's actually, and he starts reading this entire paragraph of medical speak and, you know, the culture and they did this and they did that. So and he's then reading these the kinds thing that you of got cells. in the mail. No, no, no. He's Something reading else? some big thing he got from the, the laboratory that he sent the specimen out to. And he reads this whole thing. He goes, do you understand? I'm like, the last job I had was in sales. I don't have a clue what you said. I didn't hear anybody say, do you want to buy something? He's like, okay. Would you take two with that? I know. I know. Do you want some fries with that? That's all I heard was wah, 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 wah. Anyway, so then I, you know, I lay down on the table, you know, and I'm in a very compromised position because I have to, it's on my back and I have to be like laying down and there's like three people in the office who are doing this whole operation. And so now they start getting all chitty chatty with themselves. And, you know, and they start talking about, they first start talking about, you know, asking the doctor what he watched for TV last night. He's, oh, you know, I just wanted to veg out. So I was watching American Idol and then, you know, and it was all about Michael Jackson. And so now that, now they start talking about Michael Jackson. So he's Jackson. talking about a rerun of the American Idol because it's not going on. I would have no idea. But all I'm thinking to myself is now we're going to start talking about Michael Jackson. Hello, some one of you has... A knife knife in your hand, cutting things out of my back. I can feel you all back there, you know, doing things. And you're chit-chatting about Michael Jackson. Something doesn't seem right about this to me. Do you think maybe somebody could pay attention? Do you remember the text I sent you today? No. Virginia sent a text going, you know, yeah, they're going to, you know, they're going to cut me. And then I sent you a text back and I said, that's fine. I go, but you need to be nice to the doctor because he has a knife in his hands. No kidding. And here they are chit-chatting about Michael Jackson, going on and on. You know, was he a pedophile? Was he not? You know, I'm like, you know, hello. I mean, could you people maybe, you know, focus a little, pretend? Well, did they ask the other thing because it was on the news? They're saying on the news that Michael Jackson was wearing wigs. I just assume it's his his hair. They say he's like bald. They didn't get into wigs. They started talking about the kids and then they started talking about how the kids are like, you know, blonde hair, blue eyes. And, you know, I'm like, look, hey, people, you know. That's all been on the news. I understand. I'd I'd be sitting there chit-chatting with them. I'm like, look, just one thing, either focus or put down the knife. Either one, because this is about me right now. So after that, so then, you know, the doctor leaves and we're done and they're giving me the post-op instructions and things like that. And they're telling me, oh, you know, you can't do any, you know, heavy exercise. Like, don't go to the gym tonight or anything. I'm like, don't worry. There's no chance of me going to the gym tonight or any night because I don't go to the gym. So don't even worry. And they're like, well, you don't want to do anything strenuous because, you know, you may rip some of the staples out or anything. I'm like, oh, this is fantastic. 
I don't know, staple stitches, whatever they did. All I read was there was going to be stitches on the inside, stitches on the outside. And when I said, oh, that sounds gross, the nurse just looked at me and gave me a scowl. I'm like, all right, whatever. So I, you know, my plan was not to do any heavy lifting tonight until I came home tonight. And Roxanne, first thing she wants to know is what's for dinner. So I guess I was going to have to be carrying heavy plates of food to make sure my girl eats tonight. We could call uh, shitty Domino's. uh, Domino's. I mean, it's not New York pizza, but it's pizza. So here I am. Holes in my back. I know all about Michael Jackson. I mean, I knew about Michael Jackson before, but now I know things I don't need to know. And, I mean, the only good thing about it, I can say, is, you know, at least I got to take the rest of the day off work. Yeah, but do you have to work tomorrow? Yeah. Your back's going to hurt. You know what, man? After you leave their office, you're on your own. No painkillers, man. That's what ibuprofen's for. Nice. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.